On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, we dive into a possible new member of the Ring of Honor with Whitney Merciless announcing his retirement. You choose Sauce Gardner, mm. Derek Stingley, who had his pro day at number three. Which way would you go? And we speak to the TSU Tiger NFL prospect, Michael Badajo, and how he is preparing for the NFL draft. But before we dive into any conversation, Cody, start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texan podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis, here to discuss Houston football. And I didn't even put the Texans on there because when you look at the city of Houston, the great city of Houston, I think the greatest city in the world, you look at the collegiate level of football, a lot of great talent has come out of the city of Houston. And today we will be talking to a TSU Tiger, a team that Cody and I used to cover some years back coming out of college, right? But before we hop into the Derek Derek Stingley versus the Sauce Gardner talk, and we hear directly from a prospect, Coach Brett, Whitney Marshall retires after 10 years in the NFL. Now, with his retirement came a Instagram post, the best way everybody can go out now. Mm And it read, after 10 years in the NFL, I have finally made the decision to hang up my cleats and announce my retirement. Looking back, I was just a kid from Akron, Ohio. I should have said second kid. Right. Uh, (laughs) But continued by who didn't start playing football until I was a freshman in high school. I had no idea at the moment how my life could change forever. There's so much this game has taught me from being a great teammate to being a great student of the sport, from understanding the importance of integrity, discipline, and a relentless pursuit of being the best athlete and person on and off the field. And I think that embodies the Houston Texans model and mode just right there. <clears throat> Continue with from adapting to new environments and getting comfortable and being uncomfortable to pushing my body and mind to its absolute limits and understanding the importance of taking care of my mind, body, and spirit. The lessons I've learned in this game, I will take with me for the rest of my life. And in that post, he also thanked the Green Bay Packers along with the Houston Texans. And for his career, Whitney Merciless, excuse me, he had a career of 58 total sacks. That is one with Green Bay, the rest 57 with the Houston <laughs> Texans with a career high in 2015 with 12 sacks. After that, he notched seven and a half sacks uh, on two separate occasions. The question that I have, Cody, is will Whitney Merchless be a member of the Houston Texans Ring of Honor? Right now, that membership has only two members. The late, great Bob McNair, who was the franchise owner and arguably one of the greatest receivers of all time in Andre Johnson. Two members. Now, when you look at the Houston Texans in their young existence, you have the Andre Johnsons, 
You also have the Dwayne Browns, the Mario Williams, the Owen Daniels, the Aaron Fosses, the, the DeAndre Hopkins. Now, a lot of these players may have not left off on the greatest of terms, and I also think you may need to definitely add Vontae Leach into that discussion as well. But when you look at what Whitney Merciless was able to do off the field, consistently being a part of the community, consistently giving back, and when he was on the field was a consistent number two uh, go-getter at the sack, uh, at the S position to go get some sacks and create pressure. You know, overall, uh, did he have the career maybe like a Mario Williams may have had, right? And I failed to mention J.J. Watt, but we already know J.J. Watt is kind of enshrined. Or maybe mm-hmm. not. But when you look at what the Houston Texans mold is, the model that they go by in terms of community service, in terms of, you know, making sure you hold yourself accountable on and off the field, which you kind of mentioned. I think that Whitney Merchless makes a strong case uh, to be a part of that membership. And he should be a part of that membership this year. There should be no waiting or whatever the case might be. And look, John, look, I understand this organization has had a lot of good players come in and out of the door off of 610 and Kirby. And I personally do believe that the Ring of Honor should be a little bit bigger than where it sits as of right now on April 6, 2022. I mean, I take a look at Aaron Foster. His name should definitely be in the Ring of Honor. But sticking to Whitley Merciless, um, you're talking about a guy who is second all time in his friend franchise history and sex you're talking about a guy who is second all time in history as quarterback kids you're talking about a guy who is second all time in forced fumbles you cannot talk about the history of the houston texans without mentioning whitney merciless i understand that he may not be a hall of famer but he is a hall of famer in the eyes of not just the houston texans organization but for reporters like you and i and as for fans whitney merciless had a heck of a career shout out to merciless i had an opportunity to talk to him just a little bit you know off record very nice dude and um Hey, shout out to Whitney Merciless, man. One of the best to ever do it here in the city of Houston. Yeah, man. And I will also go as far as saying, here's a little joke. Uh, one of the biggest finessers <laughs> in Texas history with their last contract. But no, all jokes aside, right? You don't talk about number one and, and, don't, bring, and, and don't bring up or mention number two. Hmm. And number one for the Houston Texans, J.J. Watt. Number two, you can go back and forth between Mario Williams or Whitney Merciless, but Mario Williams did not see the success that Whitney Merciless was able to see team-wise. And Whitney Merciless was a part of a lot of greater moments and contributed to it than Mario Williams. And so shout-out to Whitney Merciless, just another kid from Akron who um, had an opportunity to leave his stamp on a game for this franchise. And he is a player that I would be okay with, and I think maybe Houston would be too, uh, one of those player coach assistant, you know, type Mm. of deals where you're able to bring in a former player, put him on a coaching staff or somewhere in the front office to kind of keep that player uh, franchise relationship going. Sadie Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of a $200 sunglass for a fraction of that price. That means all of the polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you don't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. 
You're not going to find this nowhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protections on every pair of sunglasses. They will find you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. That's if you don't love them. But don't expect that because you're going to love them. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to the fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of the polarized sunglasses. That code is locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses from Shady Rays, backed by over 1,500 verified five-star reviews. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where our Locked On experts cover the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, TSU Tigers own Michael Beta Joe joining the show. Before we talk football, before we talk about the end zone, the red zones, the, the future, the NFL process and the draft and everything. Trim fried rice, your favorite food, huh? <laughs> yeah, come on now. Facts, man, facts. I love that. I'm eating it all the time. Yeah. Did, did you ever, because uh, I know you play for the Tigers and I know French is right around the corner and they sponsor the games, but did you ever go get something from Timmy Chan, man? Yeah, I love Timmy Chan, man. On, I be man. getting some. <laughs> there we go, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, man. And you know what? That just set the tone for the rest of the interview. I know Cody wants to get everything kicked off. And let's go ahead and talk football, fellas. Yeah, you know, hopefully you have an opportunity to stay right here in the city of Houston so you can continue eating good. But, Michael, you know, let's get things started. You know, I, I, I heard that there was a story that you was not invited to the NFL Combine, unfortunately. But I would like to know, how were you able to keep your NFL aspirations alive, especially using the HBCU Legacy Bowl to work out in your favor? Man, really, I just stayed composed, you know, with my family, you know, keeping me strong, motivating me. Also, my coaching staff, you know, after I was at the FCS Bowl in Florida, uh, I got the email about the Legacy Bowl. Uh, my position coach gave me a call, you know, started talking that motivation to me, like, this is your time to shine. This is where, you know, you go out there and the practices, show what you show what you do, and the recognition will start coming. So, you know, I did what I do, and when it happened, you know, a lot of recognition started coming my way. You know, it seems like there's a lot of prospects that's going to be featured in this year's draft class coming from HBCU school. You know, for for someone coming from TSU, how does that make you feel knowing that finally it seems like you guys are starting to get the recognition? Man, it's huge. It's really a blessing in disguise, the fact that we get some recognition. And I keep telling other people, like, I'm not doing this, you know, I'm not really doing this for me. I'm doing this for, you know, the other guys that's up next, you know, opening doors for it. HBCUs because at the end of the day, this is huge for us, and I just want to keep getting more exposure for everybody. Quick question because we all know of one of the greatest NFL players to ever play the football game of football, Michael Strahan. He attended TSU, and there is this common misconception, misconception, excuse me, that there isn't talent coming out of HBCU. But you got Jerry Rice, like I just mentioned, you got Michael Strahan, and a lot of others. You know, what does that mean to you? 
kind of being a part possibly of that legacy to keep that trend going. Yeah, like I said, it's really a lot of motivation going towards, you know, looking up to those guys and what they did, you know, for their school and putting up those numbers, you know, it gives you a lot of motivation to do the same thing. And like I said, kind of open doors, you know, the position I'm in right now, the open doors for others to do the same thing. I want to talk about your defensive line coach. You spent some time with legend, high school football legend, defensive line coach Jeffrey Caesar. Uh, what are some of the lessons you've been able to learn from him that's helped you during this process and that's helped you majority uh, majority on the field? Yeah, the biggest thing Coach Caesar always tells me is uh, expect the unexpected. You know, that's a guy he always calls me every day, you know, even before I was done with TSU. Uh, coach like Ken calls me every day, checks in on me. We even pray sometimes, you know, and I just respect that, you know. A guy like him coming in, I knew he was going to make an impact and coaching all of us up, teaching us, you know, a lot of techniques, you know, that will help us towards the game. Right, and you also had an opportunity to speak with the Houston Texans when they uh, went to your pro day. And Houston does love a versatile player. You're able to go outside to inside playing some of that DN and then switching up playing some of that tackle. Do you have a preference in terms of what you're able, what you think you're able to succeed in the most at, at the next level? Or right now, you're just kind of practicing and getting ready for everything, whatever the NFL can throw at you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's all the above, to be honest. Uh, more so, you know, I'm more comfortable at playing at DN, at Fatek, uh, you know, kind of wherever, the, you know, any team wants me to play at, you know, from that drop-down linebacker, you know, uh, at three-tech when it comes to that pass rush, you know, whatever it takes, you know, I'll do whatever, you know, for the team, you know, give them 110%. Hmm. Michael, I know you, like a like millions of kids growing up you wanted an opportunity dreamed of an opportunity to play in the nfl as a matter of fact you're looking at two guys who also dream of playing in the nfl but of course we decided to take the opposite route but um you know how is it for you as a prospect to know that you're so close to achieving this lifelong dream of yours yeah man like i said it's, it's a blessing man just to be able to be in in these shoes right now, I feel like I was just in high school. You know, my high school reached out to me to come to one of their spring games. And I just felt like it was just yesterday I was sitting there, you know, we all talking to Coach, and he's bringing guys that used to play at my high school that's in the NFL now. And it's just like it's crazy. They hitting me up to come out there and come speak to them. You know, so it's really huge. It's really huge to me and whatever, you know, it takes to put on for my city, Arlington, Texas. So I'm excited about it. Hey, town man, I got a couple of partners from out there. My last question is, when you go through, when you first start playing football all the way to now, you meet a lot of different people. And a lot of different people want to put their hands in the pots uh, to kind of mix and get you to go whatever way they may think is the way that you need to go. However, I did read that your peewee coach, Derwin Calvin, was one of your biggest inspirations. Can you just speak to, you know, from a young age, what he was able to kind of help you with, instill you with, to keep you on the track? to where we see right now. Yeah, so you got uh, Coach Doran, you know, strong man. You know, I was a stubborn kid, when you know, growing up. And like I said, playing peewee football, he kind of picked me up in the streets, you know, was throwing a football, you know, on the road. He got to his yard. He came out there yelling us and all that. But then, you know, started giving us motivation, you know, kind of like a father figure, you know. So he kind of stuck with him the whole time, growing up through middle school, high school, college, you know. And he kind of been in my circle the whole time. He gave me a lot of motivation. Just letting me know that, you know, whatever I want to do, I just got to put my mind to it. And, you know, we kind of just been pushing forward with that. You know, I'd be giving him phone calls every day. He'll call me every day. And, you know, we just got like that strong, that strong bond. 
how great is that to actually have a relationship with a coach like that? Because, of course, like a lot of us on the outside looking in, when we see a player like yourself and a coach, we just think a lot of the times they're just teaching you just the X's and O's of the football field. But it seems like this was a coach that actually helped you become the man that you are off the field today. Yeah, it's really huge. You know, I'm glad he didn't just talk to me just about football all the time. You know, he kind of got me ready for what life is going to hit me with. So, you know, a lot of obstacles came in my life. And, you know, with his motivation, with his words, you know, it molded me and matured me enough to attack those obstacles that came to my life. And, you know, it's kind of who the man I am today, you know, motivated and just outgoing. So I do appreciate him a lot. Definitely want to circle back one more time. The possibility of hearing your name called by the Houston Texans uh, if you can kind of just explain that feeling, but then we can go a little bit deeper, just the possibility of hearing your name called to play in the NFL, man, working your ass off. How how would that feel for that moment? Like, what are some of the emotions that you're actually going through right now preparing? But let's talk about that right now, going to the league. Yeah, you know, when it comes to that, you know, I think about my people, my parents, you know, they've been through a lot and, do it, and did a lot for me and my siblings you know, to put us where we are right now. You know, the biggest thing for us was to graduate and get a degree. So, you know, like I said, just my little bit of left trying to get that degree. But the biggest thing with me was just get that degree and make my people proud. So being able to get my name called, you know, period, would just be an amazing feeling, you know, and the dream come true. You know, as, as a kid, everybody's playing sports, playing football, and your dream is to go to the NFL. And it's already tough being at HBCU and you're getting your name called. It's just a dream come true, you know. And like I said, I really just want to open doors for, you know, the rest of the HBCU players out there that's trying to make it because, you know, you put your mind to it, you can really do it. Michael, last question before getting out of here. If you had a final pitch to whatever prospect that might run across this podcast, what would you like to tell him? Man, go get it, man. Go get it. End of the day, go get it. Expect the unexpected. Go get it because at the end of the day, it's up to you. Hmm. Sounds good. Michael, really quick, where can our listeners follow you at on social media and actually root for you? Because you never know. Seems like you might be on this show a little bit, you know, a couple <laughs> weeks down the line, you know, if you hear your name called and the best part about it, you're already in the city of Houston, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, my Instagram is my last name, just uh, two A's and two E's, so B-A-A-D-E-E-J-O. And then my Twitter is the real Badger Joe. Awesome. Sounds good, Michael. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for joining the show. That was a great conversation with Michael Batajo, TSU Tiger, NFL hopeful. And, you know, we definitely wish him the best. I think he has a lot of talent. Uh, never want to put a, a round on it, but there's so many great players coming out this year that uh, Houston – along with all of the rest of the 31 other teams, you know, you'll kind of be doing yourself a, uh, an injustice, excuse me, if you do not take the time out to look at these talented HBCU players. Don't talk about change. Hmm. Don't talk to me about change if you're not actually going to make a change, right? Uh, so that's my thoughts on that. And I want to continue with Built Bar. This is the time of year where a lot of people have really given up on their New Year's resolutions and you know, right now, it's not about a resolution. It's just about a lifestyle change. And with Bill Bar, they can help you get to where you want to be. And I say that because I love Bill Bar myself. Uh, I love it because I'm not necessarily missing out 
on the taste, right? When I eat candy, which is very rare, but when I do eat candy, I'm not missing out on that candy taste and feel. And the best thing about Bill Bar is I can go ahead and have a, a, a snack or kind of cheat, but it's not cheating. The bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually carries around 240 calories, uh, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. They do not give you the ultimate variety pack flavors that you can choose from Built Bar, a mint brownie, a coconut, a coconut almond, and for this month, the new white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to continuously listen throughout the month as we will have NFL prospects here on the Locked On Texans show. Now make sure your second listen is the Locked On NFL Draft show with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. LSU had their pro day, hmm. right? And the uh, talk of the town, the, the Baton Rouge beat, you know, uh, Derek Stingley, the cornerback who has been highly regarded by some people as the best cornerback in this year's draft. Uh, he had a good – Pro day, uh, ran a 4-3 unofficial 40 time, uh, has a vert of 38.5 and a broad jump of 10.2. He also measured at 6 foot and 188 pounds. Now, this is the first time we are actually able to have this discussion due to what we were able to see from the combine and, you know, just really over the last couple of months. And that discussion is, because shout out to my boy, free agent Naren. He wants him some Derek Stingley here in Houston. But when you look at the cornerback position, the top two players right now is Amar Gardner, and then you look at Derek Stingley. Cody, if you had your choice, and please don't be a homer on this. Don't come in here <laughs> with the Louisiana homemade rule, King Cave, uh, gum. Oh, don't come in here with that. Right. And by the way, I love just about everything I just named outside of King Cake, so I wouldn't be mad. If, but but we're talking about football. Would you go with Sauce Gardner or would you go with Dick Stingley? Man, um, it's tough. And, John, you know I was real high on Stingley for the majority of this season. As a matter of fact, I've been high on Stingley throughout his whole entire career, especially when you take a look at the work that he did in 2019. Of course, he was part of the LSU's championship team, one of the greatest, in my opinion, well put together team, one of the greatest championship runs in college football history. And I really thought at the time I would have picked Stingley without a doubt. However, I w I'm going to go with Amal Gardner only because he seems like he is the more safer pick because as of right now, Stingley's potential might be high, but there are so many questions surrounding whether or not, A, he's going to be healthy, and two, why did he decline so much 
since 2019. And John, before I let you take your pick, uh, I just want to share some quick numbers with you and the listeners really quick. In 2019, he played 15 games, had six interceptions, 14 pass deflections, and his opponents only completed their passes 34% of the time when they target him. Over the last two seasons, 2020 and 2021, I understand a lot of this had to do with injuries, but 10 games, no interceptions, only five pass breakups, and, you know, his opponents completed 40% of their passes when they target him. So, I mean, I'm conflicted only because, and John, you could attest to this, man. I was such a big Stingley guy at some point, but when I take a look at how important this draft is for the Houston Texans. I would much rather them get Ahmad Gardner, who at the end of the day, it's not that much of a difference between the two prospects. Yeah, this ain't no Kevin Johnson, Marcus Peters situation. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm only saying this. Shout out to my boy Phil over at the Phil and Stats podcast. Check them out on Apple Podcasts as well. Again, it's the Phil and Stats podcast. Uh, just talking with him earlier today about how Houston has to get away from past transgressions in the draft. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, Amorby Okoye over Patrick Willis and Darrell Revis is the top one, I think maybe the worst decision in every franchise history outside of picking Jamarcus Russell number one and giving him a $60 million contract. But then you go to Kevin Johnson over Marcus Peters. This ain't one of them situations, but um, – I, the reason why I'm going with Sauce Gardner, I've already said it before and I said again, I'm looking at the proof on the tape doing his entire uh, collegiate career and mm. without a shadow of a doubt, undoubtedly, he is the best corner in this draft. And you can make the case that he is the best defensive player in this draft. And so at number three, I think Houston has an opportunity to kind of right some of those wrongs from their past transgressions. And the thing about <clears throat> Gardner that I love the most, you are getting a dog as a football mm. player who has not caused any issues off the field. Now, I mentioned that because for Houston and the makeup and mold of this team, they have traditionally stayed away from players that has caused issues uh, whether that had been, you know, pre-draft implications where you may want to stay away from them, or when you look at free agency, right? They traditionally stay away from quote unquote, uh, and I'm not saying this, but knuckleheads or guys that has had run-ins and uh, different issues. Haven't had any issues out of Mark Gardner, right? And you take a look at that on top of him being a dog on the field. Why not go ahead and draft that young man at number three, unless? you feel differently about maybe a Thibodeau or if Hutchinson is there. But I still like Gardner at number three. Thank you for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to continuously follow us on YouTube uh, at Locked On Texans. We are 30 subscribers away Mm -hmm. from 1K. Boy, we couldn't have did it without you. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Continue to keep those numbers rolling up. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Don't just go by my voice if you're listening over the podcast. If you're viewing on YouTube, it's right here. Follow that right there. Follow that right there, right there. 
And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Really quick before we let you guys go, Kavon Thibodeau finished his top 30 pro day visit with the Houston Texans on yesterday. Just wanted to throw that out there, man. This is a very exciting draft, John. I, it's been a long time since I've been this excited. <laughs> About the Texans draft. Yeah, because it, it's been a long time since they were able to pick in the first round. <laughs> that don't make no sense. But it's a new it's day a here time. in the city of Houston. I should have left you without a first oh. round of step two. <laughs> Shout out to the great, the late, great Aaliyah. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.